I can't believe I had. I can't believe I wasn't recording and we missed Casey Ghost. <laughs> I mean, tis the spooky season, so Just Ghost be on the spooky mind. season. That's right. Here I am, Casey Gozum, coming back at you from upstairs in your attic, freaking <laughs> around. I can't wait to for the people who make Conjuring to steal that from us. Oh yeah, no shit. It'll just be like, Casey, what? <laughs> Casey ghost him versus the nun. Oh my god, Casey ghost him ver- cross nun. Yeah, I'm watching exactly. the shit out of that. <laughs> There ain't nothing wrong with that. that yeah, I'm is... first in line for the. I'm waiting all. I, you don't even need to wait for tickets these days. I'm still doing it. Yeah, I'm pulling a fucking Taylor Swift fandom. I'm pulling a Swifty, and I'm pre-buying them tickets early because I'm watching that. Because it's it's on like Donkey Kong. Me, it is a... Casey Ghostum and the Nut coming at you with a top forty hit. Casey yeah. Ghostum. Two titans of ghostum. <laughs> yeah, right. The ghost of Casey Kasem, which we just invented, and of yep. course the nun, the 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 uh, the the star of the the hit uh, horror film I've never seen. Me neither. No interest. Let's go. go. You know we gotta keep it hype all day and night like this. Showing love when we can. Shout out to the super fans, uh huh. You don't really wanna miss pop soccer, stay lit. So if you ready, we ride and take it back to the 90s. From movies to the video games, just a couple of nerds keep it so entertaining. Hey, pop soccer. Hey there, all you Pop Saga pals. Welcome back to another thrilling episode of your go-to podcast for a deep dive into the ever-evolving world of pop culture. In this week's episode, we're strapping on our Jedi boots and embracing the Force as we share our thoughts on the jaw-dropping finale episode of Ahsoka. And that's not all. We'll be serving up our overall impressions of this series that had us on the edge of our seats, from epic lightsaber duels to character arcs that'll keep you pondering... This show has gifted us, a, gifted us unforgettable odyssey through the Star Wars universe. So hold on to your lightsabers, folks, because here at Pop Saga, we're not just about the Force. We're all about the whimsical spirit. Expect some delightful detours into uncharted realms of pop culture. Who knows what captivating topics we might stumble upon today. I'm John, and by my side is the endlessly curious Force. So get your lightsabers. Slip into your favorite Jedi robe and join us as we navigate the cosmos of pop culture and embark on our Ahsoka wrap-up adventure. May the Force accompany you on this thrilling journey, dear listeners, as we dive right in. Nice. Now that's not ChatGPT, right? It's partially ChatGPT. I had to write this really quick. Yeah. Uh, Hey, you know. Well, uh, you know, know, we're no, neither of us are writers, so it's not taking a job from anybody here. No, not whatsoever. Especially when you kind of go like, hey, can you uh, punch this up a little bit? And it was like, oh, wow. This seems pretty good. <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, that was very professionally written. Uh, good on you, uh, AI. Uh, if you ever become I, our overlords, I hope you can hear this podcast on the if, internet somewhere and, and, if and they know ever, I'm on your side. If they ever become, they already are. When? Okay, yeah. When they yeah, are. It's not even really a win. I mean... You're saying you're it's written public. Now. 
Yeah, exactly. If you've been on public yeah. transportation as of late, everyone's already in their phones. Yeah, it's done. It's done. We're done. Yeah. Okay. It, so it's, yeah, it's over. It, it's cool. The the great experiment of human civilization is at an end. And I, for one, support you, AI overlords. Thank you for yep. helping me write this because uh, we don't normally do week of episodes. So yeah. I needed oh, yeah. all the lift that I could get. Yeah, it's, that's worth pointing out. We're recording on a Tuesday, the the day that the, uh, oh my God, the day that I uh, had a weird uh, burp. No, no uh, the day that the Ahsoka finale dropped. Uh, we are recording mere moments after the episode has concluded, or at least uh, after we finished. Oh my God, I have just gassy as heck today it's all that it's all that finale num 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 um but uh yeah we are we are talking about this moments after uh it ended so you're gonna get our freshest hottest takes to date uh, from uh an ahsoka perspective of course yeah it's gonna be the hottest of takes and maybe even oh, the hotter yeah. stakes who knows uh, yeah the stakes are high and hot yeah. and the takes are also high and hot i don't know <laughs> Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, we should weird. we should put them so high up. We should just let them rest for thirty minutes. And yeah, then whatever. I've had no time to think about this. I've been no. I'm still processing it right now, and I have some thoughts that are pretty raw. And and you know we'll get into it, but I think we're, we're you know we may this might be a fun show. I don't know. I yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we I don't know. But um, but John, uh, yeah. John, we have a very special treat for the f- people out there. And um, uh, it's a very special treat. And of course, welcome back to Grebo's Cantina. Uh, (laughs) Greblo is not here. Greblo is not here. Thank goodness. It's about to cut him. Uh, yeah, a but box uh, cutter just for it. Yep, yeah, <laughs> Greedlow's never coming back. But uh, they, uh, he was kind enough to lend out his cantina for uh, for this segment. Um, I'm gonna pass it over to the temporary bartender here at uh, Greedlow's Cantina, um, John, and maybe you can tell us uh, what we're going to be enjoying this evening. Okay, well. As a bartender, I like to live on the wild side. Mm-hmm. And um, no, honestly, I don't have anything for this. Tanya um, saw this on the Instagram and sent me a message and said, I think this would be good for Pop Saga. Ooh. And I was just like, okay, well, what is it? It's got to be pretty good. Maybe it'll be super topical. And what it was was somebody mixing Modelo with uh, lemon lime Gatorade. And uh-huh. saying it tasted really good. And um, I went, eh. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, well, I mean, those are two things that I do like. Yeah, sure. They're definitely two things. Yeah. And then, like, you know, as my palate started thinking about it, I was like, well, maybe it's like, you know, like a Rattler or a Russ or something, you know, because it's a little uh, citrusy with the beer. And, but, you know, I figure it's also a, a low expenditure. And if anything, we can both suffer through this together. Yeah. Um, so the thing is, I have no unit of measurement, but I do have a beer stein near to me. So I'm going to pour all my beer into it, and then I'm going to pour all the Gatorade into that. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll open up my can here, too. Yeah. Yeah, mine's in a bottle. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, Mine's in a can. I don't think that'll really that shouldn't mess do with anything. anything. That shouldn't do anything. And uh, you, you, you told me you went and got the, uh, the it's it's Modelo. What do what do they call that version of Modelo that you? Oro or Modelo Gold yep. in English. Um, oh, okay. So, but yeah, it's the uh, the light version of Modelo. A really great entry into the light beer, the macro light beer market. Um, they really focus on the flavor, and it comes. It tastes like a. Uh, it tastes like a, your classic Modelo, of course, with a more carbonated and with a head that dissipates quickly, as light beers are wont to do. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm cutting my sugar lately, so I've got Yay. a zero calorie Gatorade and a light beer. But I think it'll be, you know, close. I mean, sure. If anything, uh, I'll I'll give everyone the full bodied experience. That's what I call myself anyway. And. Um, <laughs> You uh, call yourself the full-bodied experience? Yeah, you know, so every time I get on BART, I'm like, <laughs> Hey, everybody, John's here, the full-body experience. And then or no as one I'm also known me. as. Yeah, oh, awesome. wow, that's perfect. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No longer have to wear sunglasses at night. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, so the beer is in the glass. And okay. do you know that I, I've seen sort of like random measurements in the video you sent me, but do you know how yeah. much of this Gatorade you're supposed to put in there? Uh, so I have a, a 12 fluid ounce bottle, so I just uh -huh. poured all of that into the beer. So it is. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't have it, enough it, room, it, so. It's one to one. I would probably do half and half. Okay. Like half okay. beer. You know, and if you poured more beer than you have space, maybe drink a little bit of the beer first before we ruin it. Or yeah, maybe I'm improve it. it. <laughs> all right. Mm. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Got, we've got and room. And then, yeah, I poured the, um, the Gatorade on top. Mm -hmm. I swished it around like I'm in Napa to get a little bit of a mix. It, I'm I mean, using it, my finger like a, a real Star Wars. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. And um, I, I don't know about you, but the color I've gotten is very after you drink a lot of beer. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think to call it piss is uh, is Generous. likely a, 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 a sort of a accurate description and also sort of a, a nice or a kind description. Yeah, um, but I, I'm all ready to go when you are. Yep, I got mine all set up here. Havesies and havesies. Thanks for that recommendation. Um, that works for me. And I got a real, uh, yeah, I'm going to just say from a looks perspective. Not great. Nope. It is very, it is like the, the Gatorade has won. Whatever this, whatever kind of the uh, sort of battle that was going on in terms of what the aesthetic would, uh, result would be, the Gatorade has won. Because the sort of marker yellow color of the Gatorade is definitely apparent when you hold it up to the light, but not going to hold that against it. Yeah. Uh, the smell smells like Gatorade mixed with beer. Um, Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's very accurate. Yeah, it's kind of like if you were at a, a sporting event or something. Yeah, but <laughs> since mine is like since mine is light beer, the Gatorade is just like the smell of Gatorade is very overpowering. Oh, okay. Uh I a little bit I see I smell a little bit of those 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 hops just meekly trying to punch above their weight, but um but alright, are we ready? Yeah, I'm sip? ready to go. Alright, here to go we go. You are. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, hmm. Hmm. 
Hmm. Um. <laughs> uh, that sucks. Um, I'm just gonna go, <laughs> go out and say it. Uh, I've ruined my beer. I, I, I might disagree with you. Yeah, it's, you like it? It okay. Well, one, I had uh, zero expectations for this. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it it's not quite at zero. It's palatable. Yeah, it's not. It's not disgusting. It's not gross. It's not. It's not like retch inducing. Um, no. It's. Yeah, it's kind of like. Yeah, it's like a it's like a, a the Russ or the Radler or, you know, like anything that you get at Oktoberfest. It's like half beer, half squirt. It's it's yeah, not that direct. It's not that directly, but it's like adjacent. It's not. Yeah, it's, it has a shandy. It, like it, it approaches a shandy, but I think at that point, like just have a shandy. Yeah, like here's the thing. I feel like if you don't like beer and you were to do this, you could crush a beer. Yeah, because, I, I think. Go ahead. No, no, because I feel like I could just down this whole thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's not great, no. but it's not. It's not revolutionary, but like in a pinch, and you need to you just stay dehydrated and drunk at the same time. <laughs> like, like you know, if I was on vacation, I'd be finding some of these, and this is what I've been drinking by the pool. I mean, I think this is a good way to like you know liquor before beer rule if you're having if you're pounding a bunch of like cocktails and you want to even something out i think you do this cocktail and you you're gonna save yourself from a hangover because you're gonna be hydrated and you know have that little bit of that carbonation to yeah. to ease out your tum tum i think for me it kind of tastes like a bastardized version of you know that cocktail that is like a margarita where they but they stick a corona in it like a little yeah. mini corona yeah, that's what it kind of yeah. tastes like, like when all the ice is melted, uh, is kind of what it tastes like. Or you know what? It, it kind of tastes like a more palatable Bud Light lime, and that might oh, just be because I, mean, I am in the uh, light beer zone. But it does have that kind of the, the the lemon lime is similar. It's I mean this destroys um, a Bud Light lime. Not I, a high I bar. Can't. Not no, a high bar. I mean it's a high bar, but this this easily trounces it but again not that it's uh, better it's just better than that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, no doubt about it bud light lime is disgusting <laughs> i've tried yeah. several times and it is uh so gross um but this is this is interesting actually it makes me pine for a beer that has been discontinued for a long time that used to be one of my favorites and that was um, a it was a New Belgium ale, and it was a summer ale that they beer they brewed with a uh, kefir lime leaf, and it was so Ooh. it was like a sort of a lighter beer with a brewed with a kefir lime leaf, and it was so good. But they yeah they discontinued it. They don't make it anymore. So, but yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm surprised. I don't love it. I don't think I would drink it. Uh. At home, like, I don't think I would get the stuff to do it again because I would just drink a beer. I don't, like, I don't, I like the taste of beer. So that's, that's already there for me. But, uh, 
I'm surprised it's not like putrid. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting for it to be rank. It ain't rank. I don't. It's not. Yeah, I, I don't look. If you, if you happen to be at home, and you have a, a lemon lime Gatorade and a Modelo, and you want to give it a shot, try it. Let us know. But if not, you're not hurting my feelings. Oh, this absolutely. is something I saw on the internet. So you know. Yeah, I think you you will go even better. You do a salted rim and pour it in a glass with ice. I think you're gonna get. I think you're gonna get a mighty fine experience that way too. Well, true. That would totally work. Yeah. Yeah, that would work. But um, all right. Well, you know, we're both drinking the same thing, and it's a something. I do. I do have a. Uh, I was gifted a very lovely small batch of gin, so that'll be next week. Um, so is, that, is he going to put that with Gatorade to see what happens? Hell yeah. You know what? This is the month of John Mixon Gatorade plus booze. I'm going to tell you what's I'm going to hold on. you. I'm going to hold you to that. I'm going to hold you to that. Everyone, everyone out there, everyone on our Discord, hold John to this promise. We're going to get it. all it. of Pop Scares You Month. We're going to get uh, Gatorade, custom Gatorade creations from John. I'm not committing to this. Yeah, don't, don't. I, 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 uh, Tanya was nice enough to buy me a multi-pack of Gatorade, so I have a bunch of different flavors to play with. I'm, I'm going to have a great time, and I'm going to be hell of electrolyted, so I'm taking it. Oh, yeah, you're going to be hydrated as hell. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be so hydrated, you'll be just like those Gatorade ads where your, uh, your uh, skin is going to go grayscale, and then mm. you're going to have those like hot like <laughs> fluorescent yellow sweat i'm sure that's healthy yeah i mean in my in my case this body by bad decisions yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna have a i'm gonna have a lovely gatorade glow and i'm gonna appreciate it <laughs> gatorade glow oh, that's terrific well there you go it's called the gator if you want to look it up yourself uh and it's the new drink sensation that's sweeping the nation uh, all over the tiktoks and the tiktorks and whatever else you kiddos are using out there uh and uh there you go i hope you like it we're drinking it you can too give it a try maybe whip yourself up when pause this podcast go in the kitchen whip yourself up one if you got the ingredients although i think you could probably do it with any sort of macro brew from mexico probably yeah i think anything similar would be all right yeah i don't think it needs to have to be a modelo but modelos are good yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, I think this works. Ooh, maybe I'll even mix this one up and try one with Corona. <laughs> I think not, that's, I go that's a mistake. Next. That's a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gin next. Yeah, let's go gin. Yeah. Not Corona. I mean, like Pacifico. If you're gonna go anywhere, I think. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was lying. Good. It been, yeah, it would have been. It's it's Seoul Pacifico. Is usually what rolls through this house. The only Corona that usually comes here is light Corona, and I'm not for it because if it's light Oof. Corona, why drink it? Truly, and the like Corona already tastes so it is so faint. the 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 beer taste in Corona is so faint in its normal version. I cannot imagine what kind of like just yellow water uh, light Corona is. Never had it before. Don't want to try. It. Yeah. I mean, why would co- I? Yeah, why Modelo would Oro. The gold standard of light beer, 90 calories, and only three carbs, but still 4% alcohol per by volume. <laughs> Modelo well, Oro. It's got a 
just the back half of a uh, lion? Oh yeah, no, it's the whole lion. Never mind, I take that back. <laughs> yeah, they they won't give you the ass part of the lion. You can get the I whole thought it was, lion. I thought it was because it's light beer that just giving you the backside, <laughs> <laughs> just the tail and the haunches uh, for this one. Uh, cool. Yeah, great. Well, there you go. That's what All we're right. drinking this evening. We're, we're drinking. We, we, we switched it up. We we switched it up. And uh, are are you ready to dive in? Because I've almost finished this twenty four ounces. I've been yeah, drinking. I've, I've, I really. This is gonna be a weird one, John, because I really had to pound half a beer just now. <laughs> so I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, you know, before we get started, John, I just want to address something before we get started. We'll, we'll okay. jump right into it. But for first, we have uh we have some programming notes at the top. Uh, or near the top of the episode that we have to get to. Um, so, uh, so yeah, I just wanna, uh, I, uh, I just wanna say, um, uh, I'm just, this is too loud. Okay, I just wanna say, uh, I wanna slow things down for a moment and address something serious. Uh, we received a complaint on our Discord about one of our ongoing bits in which we talk about a certain style of in-universe Star Wars music that re- uh, recently underwent a name recon. Retcon, I should say. Recon is something. Uh, half a beer. I'm, I'm messed up forever. No. This uh, Star Wars music has recently went underwent a name retcon. On behalf of Two Dids Productions, I would like to apologize to everyone out there for our crass jokes. Because of this, the following beloved pop saga phrases will be retired permanently from our lexicon. And those phrases are as follows. Diz. Failing. Smooth is. Fusion. Acid. Lettuce. All that is. Is it the night away? <laughs> I think, I, I think this, the sensor didn't quite pick that one up. And finally, Bib Fortuna and the amazing Technicolor. <laughs> we, we sincerely apologize. Yeah, our... Um... We weren't aware insensitivity. Understand. Yep. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Are you leaving? No. It's like goodbye, Bib Fortuna, and the amazing Technicolor <laughs> code. <laughs> we both did the beat. Okay, fantastic. All yeah. right. Now that that's out of the way, I think it's only right to uh, to invoke the spoiler witch because we're going to be getting all up in those spoilers today. Spoilers, spoilers, double boilers. Spoilers. Uh, Cauldrons burn and secrets bubble. They do, somehow. In the rites and passages handed down to us by our ancestors, the spoiler witch has been invoked. Uh We will be safe. Safe uh, tonight. Uh, Tonight. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Great. I'm glad we got that done. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Uh, Now we're free to talk about... uh, Ahsoka, the final episode, the finale, um, the finale of the season, crucially, to John's point earlier in our, our talking about uh, Ahsoka, um, or is it series? 
The uh, the social media accounts for Star Wars uh, had competing uh, vernacular this morning. Uh, some calling this the the series finale, and some calling it the season finale. Um, after watching tonight's episode, I can't imagine it would be the series finale. Yeah, I don't know how you leave it like this and then go right into a movie, especially when you don't really have a timeline for when that movie's going to come out. Yeah, yeah, it's a. It would be a very weird place to pick up a movie. I feel like you would be doing a lot of like business that is unrelated to the plot. Um, uh, based on where they we left all the characters, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you know, I I really felt in this episode more than any of the other ones. I really felt like this was a pivot. Maybe I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, come out of the gate with a uh, hot takes right away. But it part of it really did feel like this was. They were like, hey, you know what? This Ahsoka's. Uh, this Ahsoka's got some heat. We gotta keep this uh, train a going. Uh, and Mickey Mouse got Dave Filoni on the phone. It was like, ah ha ha. We're gonna need uh, two more seasons of that, Dave. Ha ha ha. And if you don't, uh, if you don't do it, I'm gonna come down there and you know what happened last time. Ha ha ha. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, as we get as we get fucking DMCA strike for that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't. Watching this, and I was just like. One, I wanted it to be longer. It's uh, the shortest episode yet, I think. It, it's not quite, but it it the the pacing on this was so relatively fast paced that it felt like a lot shorter. Um, it's forty nine forty nine minutes total, but I think about forty, probably like forty four, if you don't include the uh, credits in that. Yeah, I when I saw that, I was like, uh oh. <laughs> Because there's so much, there was just so much on the table that felt like it needed to be dealt with and addressed and expounded upon. And I saw that runtime and I'm like, oh no. Because I've been hearing all over the internet, hey, oh, the rumors are this last episode has like a movie length runtime. Um, and I was looking forward to that. Uh, Yet maybe again, they the used inter- to make movies like this. Yet again, the internet lying to us. Uh, no, damn the they internet. don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. I should know this by now. I should know not to tie my hopes to uh, to the, the ephemera that is rumors, but uh, but here we are. Um, uh, right off the bat, John, the uh, the title of this episode really bothered me. Oh, I know, I know, uh, it did. <laughs> I know it did. I, I, the, I saw. Uh, it and I was the, like, "Oh, Force is gonna hate it." I'm not a big fan of it either. <laughs> <laughs> the Jedi, the Witch, and the Warlord, a, a fairly uh, straightforward allusion to the uh, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, that's where it's from. Oh, right. <laughs> you were just like, this is just too many words. This is a word salad. I don't like it. It's, it's too long. I can't handle it. No. Yeah. Yeah. But it was like winky and like uh, referencing other media in a way that I'm just like, ah, don't do that. Like, they were building up to such gravitas and to have such a silly title for the last episode was just, it already, I was, my skeptic, my skeptic eyebrow, my Spock eyebrow, not to, to cross the streams of sci-fi fandom, but my Spock <laughs> eyebrow shot up immediately. 
Yeah, it was one of those things that when I saw it, I was like, really? I wonder if they're going to go back later and change the names of these episodes. Like, <laughs> someone's going to be like, hey, you can't do this anymore. Let's just let's, let's just call it, like, you know, like, a Fallen Valor or, you know, like, Homecoming or something yeah. like that. You know, let's, let's genericize it a little bit. Not, or episode eight. Give it Let, no name. You know? yep. Yeah, yeah. Or just, yeah, the, the yeah, right, exactly. The the final confrontation, yeah. even though I guess it's not. Or, like, bad sword. That's, that's what I would call this episode. Sword uh, no good. Sword uh, no good. This sword, did you, did, did you have it? Was it left over from the Prince of Persia? Shoot. On the lot, did you have it next door? Bad sword. Episode eight, bad sword. Yeah, I mean, when I saw it, I was like, oh, no, the space katana has made it until I got to see the full shapes. Because when it was coming in, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't Highlander this. Not everyone needs a katana. Not everyone needs a katana. Yep, no. yep. <laughs> oh, God, don't uh, don't be so obvious in your, like, your allusions to samurai movies. Oh, wait, did he just say Ronin? How is that in phrase in Star Wars? <laughs> It is now canon. Uh, uh, yeah. Um. Uh. It's hard to talk about this episode almost because as you were, it's kind of similar to actually. I, I'm gonna hit this point multiple times. I think tonight, but it's similar to the rise of Skywalker in a lot of ways to me. <laughs> this final episode. Sure. Walk me through it. Uh. The pacing, like. One of the things about a rise of Skywalker oh, yeah, 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 is like the pacing is like breathless. We spend no more than like two minutes on any scene in that movie. Uh, <laughs> no time because he's making up for the last Jedi stuff that didn't really move anything in. I think in the direction they, people were hoping for. Yeah, certainly the the that certainly there was that feeling. I've come to to learn some crazy things about how he uh, like what happened in the actual creation of rise of skywalker which makes which blows my mind i don't have to get into it here but like did he sit down with george lucas and uh ryan johnson and like go through everything and get all their ideas of what ryan johnson was thinking yes he actually did <laughs> and it's just like this is what happened okay whatever um <clears throat> but it had that same sort of breathless pace also i have to say all the moments in this episode, which I think are meant to like Im invoke an emotional response from me and like give me the chills, did not hit. And that is the same feeling I had. Now, if you listen to this show, you know I like Rise of Skywalker, so this is coming from a very real place. But the moments that they had in that movie where you're supposed to like have that emotional, those, that emotional response and you're supposed to get chills and it's like, ooh, this is so cool. None of them worked for me, really. Uh, and it's the same with this episode. There was like very few moments that were supposed to be super cool where I was like, Oh my God. It just didn't like, it didn't land. I get where you're coming from with that. There, there were a couple parts that I, 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 I enjoyed, even though name them, it, name uh, them right was, now. It was when Ezra was making a lightsaber that looked like Kanan's. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was cool. That was cool, I, but... I mean, if I would have finished... The thing is, it does feel a little shoehorny and a little like, okay, this is meant to tweak the 
the the heartstring knob. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I I don't know. As a sap and a big fan of the Rebels crew, I was happy to see that. Sure. But at the, but at the same time, I, I get what you mean. It was just kind of like, okay, we need to make sure we hit a couple of these beats, you know, hit them, make sure that we get this so we can, here's the the sad note, here's the you know, the wistful note, here's the whatever, you know, and trying to hit those particular beats. Mm-hmm. I, I will agree it was a little too, too specific. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know if I can articulate. Everything's too raw. I don't know if I, I can articulate why. But like when Sabine finally shows that she has mastery of the force, that should have been a really big moment. I was there for Force Awakens, and when uh, Ray pulls the lightsaber, and you think it's going to be Kylo Ren, and it turns out it's, it's Ray, that part is like a cheer moment. And it was when I saw it. This was just like, oh, okay, yeah. I mean, look, I'm going to be real bold here. This is definitely a hot take. I'm not necessarily, and maybe not a hot take, I don't know. I'm not necessarily a fan of Sabine being a Jedi. I don't think that she needs yeah. to be. It's or having access to the force or whatever. Just like just make yeah. her, you know, just make her like Sabine Wick. She's just this badass that travels through, you know, the galaxy whooping, you know, whooping people left and right without Yeah, the and making the, terrible decisions. Whooping sure, people, terrible and- decisions. <laughs> but I would rather have that than also be like, oh, she can make terrible decisions or have not that great of an arc in this series and use the force. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I need that. In fact, I, I like it better when you know, like, there are some people out there who can hold their own, right? Like, what happens in season four of Mando if all of a sudden he can use the Force? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, right. <laughs> I don't want that. Like, I, eh. yeah, I mean, I guess with Sabine, it's, it is, it's not quite a whatever. There was never any talk of that. The whole Darksaber arc was, you know, more about, history and lineage and it was about being capable of using the force to wield it towards Mandalorian. Yeah, it was Mandalorian world building uh, more yeah. than it was anything related, related to the Jedi. Yeah, so the, just to kind of have this be the this is it now just, I don't know, feels like a weird, it feels like a weird ad. Now again, you know, this is Filoni's character so he could have had this thought of if he would have got, you know, a bunch more seasons of Rebels and maybe this would have been explored. I don't know, but like it, it feels a little forced on that end. Yeah, uh, no pun intended. Um, well, but... maybe a little bit, but not really because it just yeah. kind of came out natural. <laughs> it's it's this the gator, the, the gator. Uh, yeah, I uh, I agree. I think part of that is down to how they handled Sabine's arc um, in this overall show. I didn't like it at all. I didn't, there was no emotional catharsis. I didn't feel like she grew. It was just like, uh, she made a bunch of bad mistakes. Uh, they tried to like really quickly jam in some justification for it at the very last episode. And, uh, and there was just nothing like, you know, there's no consequences. You know, she has the force now. Like she was rewarded for this, this, the, all these bad mistakes she's made and not in a way that is satisfying. Like, Characters can have that arc all the time, but I don't know. You need to space it out, or hers was just like a cliff, sort of. You know what I mean? It was like building, building, building tension, and then it just fell off, and then she became a flat character from that on, the that moment on forward. 
And I really like Sabine from Rebels. And it was just like, it was a bummer, I think, across the entire show. My biggest critique of the whole show, regardless of what I think about the last episode, is just like, that arc didn't work for me at all. Yeah, it was a it was a fair amount of character assassination. Um, Certainly felt that way. Yeah, and it and you know maybe the, again. Do I want to say there's there's the you know the the stews on the uh, stove and it's going to simmer for a while for us to get a real payoff with this or not? At this point, I can't bank on that. You know, to, <laughs> right? Like I can't be like, oh, this makes sense. I would hope so. Um, but I guess, you know, if this is not me forgiving what they did, because I mean, I'm with you, but maybe the way they wrapped up Rebels was there was never an intent to bring these characters back. Yeah, right? it seemed very definitive. It was a good ending. It was great. And it, it closed off a lot. It left some things open for interpretation. And, you know, that's kind of where I thought we would go from the character that did grow um, during their time in Rebels. But this is kind of like, oh, no, that stuff happened. But I don't really remember most of it except for Ezra leaving. So right. everything else and all my, my growth, you, you know, even though, like, you can kind of understand some of those beats this is like look she lost everyone you know the the last person who you know trusted her disappeared maybe she felt like she owed him so that that caused her just to go against everything that kind of makes sense because you know we don't get a story if someone's not making mistakes but at the same time like you're like no you would think she'd be even better than that even even as humans where we all make mistakes all the time sometimes you learn that fire is hot sure yeah it felt more like the story that was thought of for this this the overall series was it needed a certain archetype and this was the character they thought could possibly fill that archetype besides you know introducing a new character which would have been interesting um, I mean, probably would have been better, like, yeah, <laughs> to bring a new character in and have these characters kind of shepherd them and show them the ropes. Yeah, it or, could have been cool. Could have been like a way for the audience. That could have been the audience's like uh, point of view, kind of. Um, yeah, something because yeah, I mean, was I happy to w watch someone competently wield a lightsaber and shoot a gun at the same time? Yes, finally, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. cool. You know, it took a while, and I would imagine she'd already been able to do that. But that that was neat. But yeah, this is uh, for probably my yeah, she's probably my outside of Kanan, she's probably my favorite. And Chopper, <laughs> she's probably my favorite Rebels character. And to kind of have this happen was just like, uh. yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, I was like, I was really looking forward to seeing her in the show, and uh, yeah, I just didn't like her arc. It just didn't work for me. You know, I'm sure there's people that works there, uh, out there, uh, who that it works for, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I can't say what I was expecting because I wasn't really, I didn't have any expectations. I was ready to be surprised by this, but then what we got was just, it was just very unsatisfying, and I think. We'll see. It seems like they're going to renew this season for another, or this series for another season. Uh, whereas all the indicators before were it was a limited series like Obi-Wan, even though they were taught throwing around 
giving that a, a second season too. And as far as I understand, and don't quote me on this because I've only sort of done preliminary research, but Ahsoka did like a little bit less good than Obi-Wan. Like it didn't like set the whole viewership of Disney Plus on fire, you know? I mean, I'd have... I mean, well, okay, let's... I could see that. I mean, everyone's probably more like, well, let's see what Obi-Wan's going to do. And then it was just like, let's let's give you the Vader bait. You know, and to kind of pull people it. in. <laughs> I, I mean, those Vader yeah, scenes were... Almost made the entire series worth it. And some of the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan Leia moments. But aside from yeah, the fact that it ruins the, the series later. Uh, well, I, cool. I, it's... Obi-Wan will be and always, for me, will always be a completely unnecessary Yeah, um, I don't show. disagree. I never would have needed it, and I would have been okay. This is literally someone saying, hey, people want to see Darth Vader do some cool shit, and we don't really have a good way of putting him into stuff, so let's just put him in this. And then, yeah, let's showcase this one really weird period of obi-wan before all of a sudden he ages 60 years in the span of nine you know like <laughs> you know and yeah it's in in terms of like fan fulfillment and getting to see like two you know badass force users hurl giant shit and have like a proper lightsaber fight sure but it does nothing for me won't do anything for me versus this series which overall introduced a lot of concepts and things to the star wars universe uh for the good and for the bad i think um mm -hmm. yeah you know. i think you've got yourself a good show when the reaction to the finale is like you didn't go far enough or like we wanted more i think that that's still a positive um and uh anyway let's just talk a little bit about what happened in this episode this yeah. final episode um, this final episode kind of picks up just where we left off last time. Um, and, uh, the clock is counting down. Thrawn is getting ready to leave. It's taking a really long time. He's loading a bunch of boxes onto the, sh to the, uh, his Star Destroyer. We don't know what it is yet. They didn't even give a hint at what it might be. No, no. I mean, they're about casket size they do look casket e and the events of this episode by the way spoiler alert we've already warned you but this episode has zombies in it and i don't know how i feel about that i mean now, it's, i don't know at this point it's not the first introduction of zombies into the star wars universe you know clone wars had it with the night sister stuff already so it's not that like out of yeah. place but it, it it is out of place at the same time yeah i felt like the the night sister zombies were i don't know maybe it's just the way that they looked in clone wars maybe it is just the fact that they were slightly different these felt like romero zombies oh yeah in in the sort of traditional zombie fashion in a way that was like immediately immersion breaking um and i read the book that they that one-off book that they did uh, that about zombie stormtroopers there's a whole like non-canon one-off book about chewbacca and han solo being trapped on a prison ship and there's a crazy virus that breaks out and uh it turns stormtroopers into zombies and han and chewie have to fight their way out um 
And I remember reading that and being like, oh, okay, well, this is a fun little diversion. It it worked well in the book, but at the same time, I was like, I hope they never do this. <laughs> this I, I liked the this little fun what if, but I hope they never do this for real. Yeah, I, I no, I get you. It's it's I don't know. It's almost like. Oh yeah, here's a Dracula and a Wolfman. Is it's it is a weird thing to see inside this universe when we've never really got it before, except with the again, it's a Clone Wars. It's cartoons. It's kind of like whatever. They're not wearing stormtrooper armor, you know. It's and to your point, they're less Romero-ish in the yeah uh, in the Clone Wars depiction, and you know, I mean, like the the Death Trooper. I mean, it was. Like, you know, like moving like a fucking, you know, walker from uh, yep. The Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it is funny weird. how new Star Wars is always just like, they just like come up with a new thing and then add Trooper onto the, <laughs> the end of it. They're like, Dark Troopers, Night Troopers, uh, whatever else they add. But they're, like, they're always like Sand Troopers, Snow Troopers. I guess those, those uh, at least Snow Troopers are are from the original series, but, uh, like, there's always, like, hey, a new flavor of Stormtrooper. We just add a new adjective, a little adjective on the front of their, uh, their name, and they become a whole new creator. This is very cool. You don't have to do any makeup, because they all have, uh, helmets on. Yeah, I mean, you know, my, my favorite recent addition was the Death Troopers from Rogue One. I do like mm-hmm. the way they look. Yeah, the, yeah, and they never really, those kind of seemed like zombie troopers, in the way that they had that weird, like, the way that they talked didn't seem uh, like they were speaking basic or it didn't seem human. Um, and they seemed very intimidating and, like, very unhuman in a way that was super cool but mysterious. This one was just like, uh. <laughs> Already, too. Like, there, there's that whole point when, you know, like, Thrawn, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll jump around a little bit. But, like, when Thrawn's like. Night sisters, do your thing. Right. Yeah. And they all die and all of a sudden they're like, hit me, uh, hit me when I, uh, hit me, uh, hit me when I, you know, and then they bring up all the, the, the I guess they were live stormtroopers when they went down there. And then yeah, all of a sudden I they guess. died and brought them back. I guess, because he was like, activate the night troopers. And it's like, uh, and you, you're like, oh, those must be the guys with the red ribbon, ribbon tied around them. Uh, and they just seem like regular dudes. And then they die and they bring it back. So I guess that's what they're why they're night troopers. Is like, you'll die, but we'll make you zombies. So don't worry about it. And you'll yeah. have green glowing eyes, but just for a little bit, just for yeah. until the effects budget runs out. Yeah, we and stop it, stop it. We don't need it. They have lenses. That's why we don't have them glowing all the time. But then, like the death troopers were already, I guess they were dead troopers at that point. You know, like versus right, yeah. alive people who then also would have been brought back. Except then there was the 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 night troopers that were wearing the black armor. Well, those are the so that's the death trooper armor, right? But they were already dead. That's why I thought it was kind of weird that like. Some seem like they were alive and were brought back, and then these two just happen to be dead already. Yeah, that's because that's what confused me. Right? Is that it is the death? It's the Death Trooper armor. But I was watching with subtitles on, and, and they it probably said, just called it Night Troopers. Yeah, Night Trooper screams. 
like it's <laughs> kill or when he all doesn't get killed because it's just it's just a straight up zombie. Uh, spoiler alert! They bash some of that helmet off, and it's just a, it's a straight up Romero zombie under there. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you in a sense that it doesn't feel it feels weird. Like it was this whole this whole season, final episode felt like it could have been 15 minutes long. Well, it could either have been 15 minutes long or like two hours. Yeah, it needed to be one of those. Um, because the, 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 basically the over art, just to give a very brief and truncated description of the episode is we like, we're, it's Ahsoka and Sabine and, uh, and Ezra getting to Thrawn's Star Destroyer. Uh, then they get to the, the Minas Tirith, um, or whatever <laughs> the, his <laughs> fortress is built into the side of a, a Mesa, um, fight up that in a very video game like level checkpoint type system up to the top mm-hmm. and then uh, they switch places end of episode that's right Ezra's back in the regular galaxy and now Sabine and Ahsoka are in the faraway galaxy oh boy they switch places well, they gotta get the full band back together, right? We need, we still need to get Zeb. So Zeb's gonna, you know, show up. I'm sure. At this I, I was like, we know they've got the they've got the 3D model sitting around in Mothball somewhere. Bring Zeb back. How is Zeb not in a single episode of the series? Yeah, how is he? How is he? Yeah, not there, but he shows up in Mando. Yeah, exactly. How did he not come with Sabine to 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 go to that planet with her? Not Sabine, sorry. Uh, Hera. How did he not fly uh, with Hera in that uh, that squadron of X-wings? How, how is he not there? Yeah, I have I have no clue why those two are not thick as thieves and why they're all separated. Yeah, acting like we know they don't he's know there. each other. Like you said, he's in he's in Mandalorian. We know he's there. How is he not at the very last scene, John? How is he not on the same, like, uh, Mon Cal cruiser with Hera waiting for, in a very truncated and weird scene that felt like it was cut for time, where Ezra shows up in that ship, and we don't know how he got there, and it's, <laughs> I don't know, man, I don't know, this span of the last, like, 15 minutes of this episode was just like, okay, uh, we got so much to do, we gotta, we gotta get through it quick. Uh, what next? What, what next? What happens next? Just two seconds. Two seconds. Uh, let's show Balin. Uh, he's standing in front of a statue that looks exactly like him. And well, he's, he's got a new cape on. Yeah, which is always something that's cool. I mean, the statues were neat because that was the father, the son, and the daughter. Mm-hmm. Right? So the Mortis or whatever, all that stuff. So that was kind of cool to see. Yeah, we talked you know, about that in a recent episode. We did. And then this is, you know, and this is kind of like adding up to the end credit scene, which kind of pointing all lines lean to Peridia, which, you know, is probably maybe the birthplace of the force or something. So maybe this is setting up some grander scheme things. I honestly, I kind of wish they, this, this is going to sound really bad because I so enjoyed Ray Stevenson, you know, RIP. And it's going to be really painful that he's not there to continue this on. Yeah. I thought about that too. Because, like, his character is, I think everyone can agree, Balin and Shin 
are what this we want to show just about them. Like they are such fascinating new characters that I think they captured everyone's imagination and did a lot of heavy lifting for this show. I think that's fair to say. Uh, but I do, I can't imagine a single other person playing this role. Yeah, I you, I don't. I mean, I don't know if you recast it. That's a big part of me was just like, maybe you just don't show him in this. Just show the statues, you know? Like, I mean, give him his flowers. He deserves his flowers for sure in this, but it's just like, what What are you going to do with this really intriguing character? You know, yeah, and like- you can't deep fake it. It would be so disrespectful to, to do a Star Wars style deep fake, which they've been doing a lot lately. Yeah, I don't want that at all. Like, yeah, I want... I want to know more. Like, honestly, I feel like this could have been, if, if you weren't, if you're getting kind of like the jump around, trying to tie up some, some moderate loose ends to set up whatever you're trying to set up, I felt like this could have been nine episode season and you could have done one more where some really of these scenes could have got pulled. Yeah, it, it feels like after everything, you know, the pacing for this series has either been like, okay, this feels like it's taking forever or glacially slow. Yeah. Or perfect. Like just oh, I really enjoy like this whole moment. Yeah, like the whole Anakin Ahsoka episode was fantastic. And I think the pacing in that was perfect. Mm-hmm. In this one it was, yeah, a little rushed. And in the end you're just like what now? Because you've set up a bunch of other things, but like, are you giving us a season two or does this bleed into, you know, the movie or are we going to see the ramifications of this in the other series? Yeah. Right? Is like, Skeleton Crew going to show us the, is going to take, is it going to take place during the, the uh, sort of the reign of Thrawn? Yeah. And, or, you know, is Mandalorian going to have this before we kind of run into it? Like, What's going to kind of help lift this stuff? Because if not, we're talking maybe like three, four years out before this movie gets made. That's a yeah, long... if we're lucky. If we're lucky, exactly. I mean, the SAG after strike is still happening. Yeah. So, you know, you're not making you movies. Writers, but yeah. Yeah, you could write the shit out of it, but you can't do anything else with it. So, like, what are we going to get? Because it was very... I, I need to know that I'm going to get something to wrap this stuff up. Because if, yeah. I, if I don't, I'll be really pissed. Yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, it definitely felt like... So, I mean, it's it's obvious by now. But I, I think this is maybe my least favorite episode of all the episodes they've done so far. Um, it... Uh, even the one like episode two, which I don't really <laughs> enjoy all that much, but uh, this one it was a real, it was a little bit of a wet fart of an episode. And if it is all we ever get, ugh, what a weird way to, 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 to bookend your, it's almost like there's a cap. There's like a final scene in this episode where we see Anakin's force ghost. Uh, it's not the final scene, but it's close to the end. And it's like, that is almost like, remember? Remember? He's still here. Cool stuff. Remember how much you like this? Uh, in a way that I was like, okay, I, I love seeing Hayden Christensen as Anakin. 
we could do a whole show about that. They, they there was all this stuff that came out as since we last spoke about how like uh, Hayden Christensen and the the um the actor who played uh young Ahsoka, her name is escaping me now at the moment. So sorry. Um but those two were talking about hey, we, we could do like there could be like a Clone Wars series with them. And I was like, yes, please. Bring it on. But in this case, it was definitely like, uh, uh remember? I mean, I I could see how you could view it like that. I, I mean, I'm a little jaded as well. And it's, it's, I'm like, wait, why don't you go talk to your son? What you force ghosting all the way over to this planet? Right. Why aren't you talking to Luke? Why don't you help him out? He's gonna need it. Eventually, he's, he's got a Jedi f- school problem. Yeah, he's got a real bad problem about tutelage, and at some point, Yoda is gonna burn down his tree with all his precious texts. He's gonna be real distraught. Why don't you help your Why don't you help your kid out instead of just like, okay, Soga, I still got your back. But at the same time, it's like. I get it, you know, because look, there's a line in there where she's like, he's always had my back. And I was like, well, except for the part when he, you know, they all thought you murdered that person in the, in the cartoon. (laughs) He really didn't have your back when it mattered the most. I mean, he kind of did, but he kind of didn't either. Like, it wasn't like he did not believe her, but it, it it felt like it, it took a lot of work to get that out of there. And I mean, it caused you to leave the Jedi order. So maybe he didn't always have your back, but like, You know, like in, in terms of, again, giving Hayden Christensen his props and having him show up, even though I don't know how force ghost rules should work. Like you look like before you turn versus how you look at the point, whatever, whatever. I'm trying to figure it out. It it was a little, eh, but at the same time, like, cool. Sure. Like I, I I didn't mind it as much. It, It didn't make me go like, Oh. Well, I mean, I, I didn't, I liked it. I don't get me wrong, but it was just sort of like after kind of like, a, I was just very much just perplexed by this ending. And then they kind of threw that in there. Uh, it was almost like a, Hey, come on back. You might get more of this. Remember how much you like this? It's, it's still there. We like it too. Um, because it had like that whole ending sequence was very strange, right? Because we have Ahsoka on a parapet, uh, looking out into the night sky, um, sort of pensively, and then uh, Sabine joins her. They have a little, little dialogue exchange, and then Sab- Ahsoka starts to walk back, and then Sabine is like, "Wait, I thought I felt something great. What what happened out there? This is weird." Anyway, I'm not going to talk about it because this is my one defining character trait. I don't express my feelings at all ever in any situation. I just kind of dismiss things, but. Uh, and then Ahsoka walks back to the same spot. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what did you see out there? And then, of course, a knowing nod. Uh, and then we see Anakin's Force Ghost, but did you, uh, which means probably that uh, Ahsoka saw uh, Anakin's Force Ghost and was like, I'm not going to talk to you right now. I'll just do a little smile and I'm out of here. Well, maybe she's not ready. You know, like maybe this is kind of pulling from that whole uh, Qui Gon. I'm, you know, like. I'm going to show oh. up to Yoda first type of thing. And then like, you have to kind of get a tune. So maybe like Sabine was seeing that, yeah, there's something out there. And then 
Ahsoka was there, but she wasn't ready to see him yet. Like, you know, there's still kind of more sure. growth to be done. Like, I mean, look, there's parts of, you know, there's parts of it. It's just like Thrawn leaves in the next minute he's at Dathomir. You know, and I, again, I'm not expecting a, a, a time montage or watching him in hyperspace, you know, working on his money market account. I'm not expecting <laughs> sure. that. But at the same time, it's like, whoop, we're here at Dathomir. Yep. <laughs> you know, and you're... we've we've arrived at Dathomir, sir. There is a there's there's a little ship leaving the, the <laughs> it's flying away. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I'm sure that's nothing. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> He's wearing a a stormtrooper uh, armor, so or night What's trooper armor. He's good. A night trooper wants to take, uh, I guess, a ship we have in mothballs. It uh, was the it was the uh, um, uh, Balin and Shen's ship. Oh, right. <laughs> right. That's where I recognized it from. Okay. Yeah, so he just stole that. And Thrawn was like, oh, well, you win some, you lose some, <laughs> I guess. If a stormtrooper, I guess he needed a vacation. Very cool. I have a finite amount of uh, resources. But yeah, we could lose that ship. It's okay. One thing I noticed uh, across the entire series is... You see a lot of times, like, Thrawn spends a lot of time saying something and then turning around and walking away. Yep. It's like, he, he does it so many times. I can't wait to see someone out there who's more talented than me put together a supercut of all the times he just says one thing and then turn around, turns around and walks away. Maybe that's his way of, you know, remaining mysterious, but, uh, um, but yeah. Yeah, that was fun. One, uh, you know, one thing I really did like is that the uh, the droids on the ship that Morgan R.I.P. Uh, created or built the hyper ring, uh, the you know the hyperspace ring ship. Uh, those droids are from uh, Jedi uh, Dark Forces Two Jedi Knight. Oh, are they? It's like in the opening cutscene, they have this this droid who is like uh, you know talking to Kyle Katarn and uh, you know double crossing him, and it's that. It's basically that droid design that we see in uh, Ahsoka, uh, or, or close enough, very close, I, wish I, I should say. Um, and uh, so I definitely like that. I, I, you know, and I think seeing Sabine shoot and use a lightsaber, we're just one step t- closer to Kyle Katarn. I mean, maybe this is just all uh, backdoor pilot to getting Kyle Katarn out there. <laughs> this is all just setting the groundwork to make Kyle Katarn sort of like gray jedi who's shooting and sabering and making up his own rules it's like laying the groundwork to make that okay that's what look i mean it's always it's i don't know man like when you saw that luke had a lightsaber and a gun you're just like oh cool he's like a swashbuckler this is gonna be dope and it's always been kind of like one or the other when you're like you should be able to use two competently why not yeah like in Empire, he kind of has that vibe, though. It's like he has a sword and a gun, which is pretty dope. Yeah, those are the best parts, because you see him, you're like, oh, he's a badass at this point. You know, he looks great. And it's just like, does he need all this stuff? No, but the fact that he, he he's doing it is cool. And then, like, uh, you know, it's always disappointing, because it's either he loses the thing or forgets how to use it. This time was nice to kind of see that. Also nice to see Sabine doing some of that Mandalorian, like, well, I know these van bracers are going to protect me from a blaster. So, like, just kind of putting it up in front of her head without wearing the helmet. I like those type of moments. 
Mm-hmm. Um, when the three of them are assaulting the tower after the um, the um, the chase uh, gameplay motion or uh, the level where you know they're oh, kind yeah. of like running, getting bombarded by. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was very much from a video game. That was very. Uh, yeah, they had to dodge the the uh, turbo laser blasts, and then everyone opened the door. And Sabine helped. <laughs> Literally, Ahsoka being like, Sabine, you do it too! Everyone help. But, like, when they're sitting there fighting the night troopers originally and how, like, they're all kind of in unison and Ahsoka's ordering stuff, it was kind of cool, especially when, like, Ezra pulls those two troopers forward and she does, like, that slash it through both of them. I was like, okay, that's that's neat. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, I was really upset when she lost her uh, her little lightsaber, though. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, the little one. I got one. pissed. I got pissed. The little like, one is gone. I was, like, I was like, no, come on, please. Yeah, that was her whole shtick. Although I have to say, another thing I didn't like about the series is it felt like it played with Ahsoka's uh, skill and power level depending on what the plot required. That's every goddamn show, man. Na- name me a show where someone who is like omni super powerful all of a sudden like forgets how to tie their shoes. It's like yeah, that's fair. I mean, but she did get beat a lot. Yeah, like look, it, knowing the character and everything, you're like, especially like when you watch that Tales from the Jedi thing, sure. where she fights the uh, the Inquisitor dude, like that really badass looking dark Jedi. Uh huh. And, you know, like, you're looking at him, you're like, oh, this is going to be a fight. And they gave you, like, a duck fart worth of a fight. Like, she takes him out, like, no problem. You're like, oh, no, no, no. She's, like, a whirling dervish of death. You should be afraid of fighting Ahsoka. Yeah. And well, what about what about in uh, Rebels? When she was just, like, this precision uh, sage. She was, like, so powerful and like uh, experienced and everything and it just was like this like this force of good to be reckoned with she be, she be, she beat Darth Maul right yeah i mean kind of to uh yeah she did she did didn't kill him but nope. beat him yeah yeah, yeah. Fair. and uh, like balen you get like because he seems like even more experienced and powerful and everything else but like her fight against Morgan was just like, come on. I maybe I'm just like my I, as you as I've already made clear, I did not like the sword design that Morgan got. Uh, it was an opportunity to make a cool new Star Wars we- weapon, and oof, I did like it. Really felt like a prop that already existed, and they just put some green flame on it. Yeah, I mean, I think it comes from yeah. So like. Uh, the actress who plays uh, Morgan was a Diana Lee Insanto is a well uh, she's a few things um, like her dad trained with Bruce Lee um, so knows a bunch of uh, you know different martial arts that's evident when you actually see her fighting in this she's got a really really impressive like, really great you know like style and things like that and i think just the blade just kind of comes from that would i have liked to see something a little less uh uh earth in design sure 
Like, uh, totally. Or I'd have loved to see them bring, give her another spear. That would have been cool. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. Here's another spear. Yeah. I mean, she the did design. with the pull arm fighting. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. The design wasn't like, oh, this is, this is the shit. It was just like, eh, it, okay. Like, I feel like if I went on Amazon or, you know, like Black Belt magazine, I could literally find that blade and buy it you know, and yeah. have it here. And it, it, it does diminishes it. It also explains why her toy, the first release of her toy comes with nothing. <laughs> Everyone else gets accessories left or right, but hers is just her. It. Yeah, they're like, mm, you're gonna have to wait until the end of the uh, season for her to get her sword. So you're gonna, and we're gonna charge you $30 for that maybe. I don't know, but. It, also imagine if you have not seen Mand uh, the Mandalorian, like the fact that she goes from she the entire time this entire series she has just walked around with her hands clasped clasped behind her back, like yeah. plotting, and yeah. doing quite a, a a damn good job of it as well. Uh, it must like blow your mind that she's suddenly like a the ex an expert fighter. I know it's like you know oh yeah she got her. Uh, night sister, uh, face paint. Yeah, which was which you know we already kind of talked about the fact she didn't look like a night sister. So I guess at some point you need to have someone grab your face violently. <laughs> yeah. And little green stuff like shows up, and it's just like, uh, yeah, it's like the the power of retcon. Yeah, I for a minute I thought, oh my god, did they just disintegrate her? Yeah, that would have been like, rugged. I kind of would have liked to see that. Because they're like they're showing her face, and little green flames going across. Like, oh, she's melted. This is this is fucked. Oh no, never mind. She nah. she's she's now about to get her like weapon. It yeah, I mean it it had uh tabletop RPG vibes. Oh, right. <laughs> like you know, like you yeah. have been bestowed the power of the night sister. Yeah, here's your. Tanzan blade, yep, your mother yep, Townsend yep. blade, or something like that. It's like, okay, I guess you brand it like that too. And yep, it's, it's a scimitar of plus one. Yeah, and you're like, okay, now now you're good enough to fight, you know, Ahsoka and maybe two others. Yeah, you go deal with nah. them on your own. I'm gonna leave nah. you there. I'm she's gonna them. let. <laughs> she's gonna let him let him by. No problem. Yeah. My my favorite thing was like I'm taking the real uh, night sisters with me. Uh, you can yeah. stay here. <laughs> yeah, he's just like for the empire. I would have loved to see like I would have loved to have more emotion in that moment and more trepidation from Morgan because she is just like Thrawn has shown. You know, again, Lars Milkson did an amazing job. Thrawn is an awesome character. This is very Thrawn to be like, well, you'll. For the Empire, you stay behind. Bye. <laughs> like, that, the sort of just, like, using people as chess pieces is what Thrawn does best. Um, but I would have loved for her to just be like, wait, what? <laughs> like, yeah. wait, I have to stay here, huh? I mean, you get a little bit of that when he goes away and she's like, for Dathomir. And I'm like, cool. I want to know how you know Thrawn. Like, I don't know if it's in the in the <laughs> books or something like because I mean, for me, that's a lot of this stuff was just like, why would you do this? Like, why, why do even the night sisters care about the empire? 
like why do they care about any of this stuff and then yeah you yourself are going to be left here and you, all you're trying to do is be nothing but a night sister at this point yeah and how perfunctory like when she dies the, how perfunctory is that whole scene where it just shows the night sister and she's like okay Morgan's dead and Thrawn's like oh darn oh no yeah <laughs> Oh Ooh. man! Well, you know, well, she did what she did. She was everyone cool with that? Yep, you are. You just better. You don't care. Great. Yeah. All right. Let's let's uh let's go to Dathomir, where I guess you're not from. <laughs> I guess you're from here. I don't know. I so that is another thing I want to talk about a little bit uh, that we didn't get to talk about since the last time we talked about Ahsoka. But uh, I found they had an opportunity to do something really crazy with the uh with the the new universe that they went to or the new galaxy i should say sure. and uh i really was expecting a lot more and I, I what we got was fairly a lot like the galaxy we left aside from instead of ewoks this time we got crab people yeah. well yeah we got crabbits yeah, that's what it, I'm calling them. Crobbits. Oh, yeah, Crobbits. I got it. I get where you're going there. Yeah, because they got like a hobbit clothes, but well, crab bodies. Yeah, you know they're very yeah hobbity. Um, it, again, like I feel like this has kind of added more questions than actually answering things. Like I, I feel like the the transactional nature here was. Now I have more things that I'm kind of interested in, which I think is good, but I also think that's a bad place to leave it. Like this whole new universe where you're, you're or a new galaxy that you're hoping to see other things. Obviously for the most part, probably every galaxy relatively same, surrounded by space, planets of some sort, whatever. But sure. Yeah, they kind of explore it some more. And maybe again, that is something that we'll get after this. But I have a weird feeling that this is just like, okay, this is the start. And maybe this sets up, you know, the, the, the beyond the high Republic, this sets up the really old movie they want to make. And this is where we'll, we'll learn more about this planet and this galaxy before they move off. But yeah, I agree with you. There's a level of payoff that I think that could have happened from showing a little bit more about this place or whatever than just this one planet. Yeah, I it is just that the, the everything felt so familiar, and I was expecting to be. It was just an opportunity to bring something really fresh to Star Wars, which is not something that gets fresh stuff all that often. Um, and they kind of felt like they fell back on what works, uh, which I get. Um, but uh, you know, from the flora to the fauna to the architecture, I felt like I, I was still in the same Star Wars universe that I knew. Um, so that was just a little bit. I was expecting a little bit more there, and it didn't get it. I don't. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not, it doesn't ruin the enjoyment of the show for me. But it was something that I think they could have taken. They could have gone further. Yeah, true. But depending on where this leads up to, or if this leads up to more. Uh, the likelihood of yeah this being a more originator for the galaxy of star wars that we knew they could explain why there are similar themes and and you know the architecture and stuff that's kind of there you know they just yeah. brought it from this planet over to the other one so it's just by extension that's what they're doing um 
Yeah, it like I said, it just it left more questions for me that I, I kind of would like answers. Like I, I like this plan, like Thrawn's plan. I really need to know what he's trying to do. Um, yeah, because he, I guess he unites the Imperial. I'm just guessing, but he, he unites the Imperial Revenant, like in Heir to the Empire, and uh, and that somehow leads to the First Order. Um, I guess. And look, I'm I'm thrilled with uh, if Thrawn is the reason why the First Order, like, sure, give Thrawn like his due, because again, he's not a Force user. It's not like Dark Jedi's versus Good Jedi's or whatever. It's a different type of bad, you know, bad guy. And I'm all for that. Yeah, well, if you like, if the payoff of the, all of this ends up being. That Thrawn obviously has to die because he would be in the sequels if he wasn't dead. Yeah. But he sets up the First Order and then they go on to like immediately destroy Hosnian Prime and like the entire fleet. Like that would be a, a great like the use, the development and use of Starkiller Base would be a uh, would be like an ultimate like coup for um, Thrawn because he will he destroys the Republic utterly. And that is like, I think I totally agree with you. I think that is really that that has the potential to be really interesting. Um, and I think just to go back to the other thing that you said about this this setting up or ask sort of asking more questions than it answered. I don't normally mind that. I, I, I have. Go ahead. No, I was like, I mean, me neither. I don't mind it when I know the broader strokes or there's an expectation of something's going to be coming. But in this instance, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm actually going to get a payoff for this stuff. Yeah. I think that that is the, the point that I was sort of hitting on too, is that by the way that they have answered the questions I've had so far, I'm not necessarily excited to hear the answer to these questions that they're raising. I mean, whether I'm accepting of those answers that's a different question, but I would rather at least have something kind of be placed on it than nothing. Yeah. And then, you know, no, no payoff for this because there's something about like the, the, the mysterious nature in which George Lucas navigated, you know, the original um, trilogy and the prequels where, you know, he peppered a lot of things and he did some callbacks and there were some things that they go, no one likes metachlorians. Sorry. But like he left things that were really interesting nuggets that if you learn more about it'd be cool, but they also sounded cool if I never learned anything. Like when yeah. you hear Obi-Wan is like, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars. With without knowing what the Clone Wars was, my imagination could run wild with that and envision a bunch of different things. And if it was never answered, I'd be okay with that. But like I'm really like, how did Morgan know where Thrawn is. How did they navigate this stuff? What are their friendship? Like they're just, I think narrative beats that are missing a little bit more or, or, or context that we need that are, isn't necessarily like clone wars, awe inducing, let your imagination run and you got what you got. It's more like this doesn't make, it's cool, but it doesn't make sense <laughs> yeah uh yeah i did definitely did get that vibe and you're it's a very good point about there 
Star Wars, I think, is a to sort of. This is going to sound like I'm contradicting our the point that we're making, but like Star Wars isn't exactly a place where you need those answers. Like sometimes the question is more interesting than the answer. This though feels like it's posing questions that are instead of being like these one-offs, like showing Dangar, best character ever, mm-hmm. on the screen for just a moment, like and wondering where that toilet paper guy's from, <laughs> or like, uh, or you know, like all the bounty hunters, like all the little things that they mentioned, like you said, like the Clone Wars. Um, those are just like things that are not intrinsic to the plot going forward. With Ahsoka, it feels like it is posing questions about that are intrinsic to the plot. They're they're they are like foundational going forward, and yet like I'm either nervous about how they're going to answer them, or uh, I feel like I need more information. Um, and I think that that is not like a it's just a weird place. I feel very unsatisfied by the whole conclusion. Like, this is what I'm trying to process right now. And this part of this is just because you're getting off, like, these wildly hot takes from us both. But, like, I had kind of, like, a frown the entire episode. And then at the end, I was just like, oh, geez. That's how it's, like, over? And that's all, like, it'll be years until I see what the resolution is. But, like, at this point, I kind of don't care. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't feel I was not at that space. I, you know, for me, like I've, I have been able to throttle it down a little bit in terms of like my expectations just in general, um, because it was the was it last episode where they did the chase with the Krabbits, mm-hmm. Um and, you know, they were like you know, riding with the weird wolf dog things. And I was, and that to me felt like it was peak Star Wars. And I yeah. almost messaged you and was like, fuck, dude, do you realize how ridiculous this thing that we're watching is? There's a bunch of like crab dudes with shells inside of portable hobbit homes going across this land as these people are jumping and fighting with lightsabers and stuff on this thing. We're, we're eating good, you know, like yeah, truly. It, in the grand scheme of things, we're eating really good because we would have never gotten any of this stuff. And you and I'd be making up, we're like, oh, yeah, you know, and then this thing with Obi Wan, he, he comes back as a cyborg. That'd be cool. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. Without having any of this stuff filled in. So, yeah, my, my expectations for this were like, I don't know what I'm going to get, but I'm, I'm eating well. I'm eating well enough that I'm not worried about. Uh, some of the inconsistencies do i think the payoff is as as great as i would want it to be no but if i was to take an objective look at the whole series i actually think it's really successful in, in in adding a lot more mythos what it does with that mythos who knows yeah but i think it was successful in doing that and i appreciate that yeah, uh, I think that's very well said, and I definitely agree with you. I think, on balance, the series was great, and I was very much looking forward to tuning in every single episode. Um, and I think it kind of followed like uh, an arc for me, pretty substantially. Like it peaked in the middle. I think those the episodes of the middle, and I guess you know to a certain extent, even to the the, the last episode the before the penultimate uh episode also had a lot of good stuff in it but it definitely like 
it peaked towards the end and then kind of this last one was a down like maybe the, like i said the lowest maybe if i'm just thinking about it off the top of my head uh of the episodes that i've seen so far but on the whole i loved what we got i'm so glad we got it i really enjoyed watching it everyone in the show is is like they embody their characters perfectly there's not a single character i didn't like there's just characters i, I would have liked to spend more time with like yeah i feel like we got no time with ezra and as a result that the character feels a little flat a little two-dimensional um and like again i felt like there should have been more catharsis there with like finally finding him and the conclusion of this mystery that all of us fans have wondered all this time um that didn't feel like it got totally paid off for me but i am so glad that all these characters exist in live action i am glad that they were in the show and i am glad that we got this really cool story and it introduced us to even more new cool characters um uh in the in the form of balin and shin um and i liked the uh the kintsugi stormtroopers i thought that was really yeah. a really cool visual um, and Enoch uh, was a, a really intriguing uh, Phasma esque character, played by the uh, uh, the actor who played Amos on The Expanse, another show I like a lot. Yeah, uh, well, West uh, Chatham, I think. Yeah, I yeah, believe yeah. that's his name. Yeah, no, um, yeah, visually a lot of really cool additions and yeah i'm totally uh what was that style again the the the, the breaking kintsugi. of the pods kintsugi yeah. thank you yeah just that kind of take uh the 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 red tattering of like you know fabric kind of wrapped around them haphazardly which you know like originally i was like oh that's kind of weird like you think he'd be keeping that armor and more pristine <laughs> you know but like even yeah. even but you even thrawn's uniform while white was like you could see the roughs and like the tears that it had yeah, into it right? it was fraying it was really that was an interesting touch it was a really cool you know it was like a really cool thing but i i, I think the fabric was also there for the moment they were like yeah they're going to turn into zombies so we want like that tattered clove type of weird movement that you get with it but yeah. i i liked like how that looked because it was just he adapted and did what he had to do. You know, it makes no sense to me that like they've been on this planet for nine years and you're gonna tell me he couldn't find Ezra. Um, <laughs> like again, I don't know how big the planet is, but like it seemed like Ezra was, I don't know, a, a, a wolf dog right away. <laughs> so. Yeah, he was right. It's a whole planet. It's a whole ass planet. He was mm, two miles away. It seemed yeah, like. Yeah, you know, you could walk it. You know, brisk walk, twenty minutes, thirty at most. Um, but yeah, no, like visually, a lot of it. Uh, the you know the real Hu Yang, it, it, seeing that you know animatronic stuff was amazing. Um, yeah, you will recall if you listened to our previous episode, I wasn't hundred percent sold on his eyelids. It was something that I thought initially was digital. I don't think that anymore. It looks very practical. It's all and I've, practical. I've come around. Even though seeing C-3PO, I was just like, this is how you do it. C-3PO oh. doesn't, need eye, doesn't need eyelids. Well, yeah, a robot doesn't need to be expressive, but if we were to do that, you don't need a giant robot control ship 
that control other robots and you don't need them to say Roger Roger and other shit. So, you know, I, like, eh. that's true. I really don't need any, either of those things. Yeah. Like they, they, they cause we've, we, we see that they have the technology that they don't need to be RC controlled. Um, yeah. And just a lot of, lot of wonderful, uh, shots in the action. Yeah. Was, the cinematography direction was in general, uh, stellar. Um, agreed. You know, I loved uh, Rosario Dawson. I thought she did a fantastic job. Um, the whole cast, yeah, bravo! Yeah, there's no one here, and it, and again, you know, I feel so bad as someone who has ragged on the prequels for a long time, and I still do because they're not very good movies. But yeah. I, I am thoroughly happy that Hayden Christensen is getting a, a, a second chance. Yeah, I've always said. He's good. He's a good actor. It's that is not his fault that it was such a weird performance. Yeah, I mean, fair, but you know, to see him doing this and that, I mean, yeah, wonderful, wonderful. So, like, I, you know, overall, I thought, yeah, very successful job. It's, I still, you know, I don't know if I'd want to rank all the Disney shows, uh, Disney Star Wars shows, since we only really have the, uh, the two, or do we have more? Am I for? Oh yeah, we have Andor too. I guess we got Andor. We got Obi Wan. We got Ahsoka. Yeah, we, we got Mandalorian. Yeah, I, I mean, Mandalorian season one for me is still like the pinnacle, but this one definitely had a bigger budget. Well, and, certainly. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I enjoyed it, and I got the. I got to hang out with my favorite, you know, some of my favorite new characters, um, yeah. you know, which for a, a, a fandom like Star Wars, if you're not following like the movie timelines, then the likelihood of you getting new characters who are interesting and compelling are, you know, almost impossible. You just kind of pick your camp and stick with it. But like the rebel gang has always been great to me. And they get them in live action. Oh, yeah. Why not? Such a treat. Uh, if I was to rank my Star Wars TV shows, I would go uh, Mandalorian, Ahsoka, Andor, uh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. Yeah, I'll steal your ranking. That works for me. That works That's for me. That's how I, much I enjoyed each of them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, Obi-Wan... If you just gave me just him and Darth Vader fighting, that's all I need. Absolutely. Just to watch I mean, those. I don't need I don't need a show around that. That could have just been some slash fiction or some shit. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it just fine. Uh, but it's still like objectively is not as good as any of the other shows above it, I think. No. Uh and of course Andor is very good, but um I I just I stuff that has like space wizard shit in it will always be higher it's nice to have a break and i i think it's nice to have a break i think it's nice to have inclusion as well and or really surprised me because you know when we originally talked about those first you know three episodes where we were like well we know why they put three uh -huh. because <laughs> if they would have did the first one people would have rioted yep this is they would not a lot going on in that first episode yeah, so, but it was really good to see that, um, you know, that side of it. 
for the titular character that I really don't care about. No, yeah, it, and it I was, we that is another. We'll, we we will be getting uh, Andor season two yep. at some point, and it uh, supposedly will write it will run right up into the start of Rogue One, which is perfect. But I and I still know that I won't care about Andor, but everyone around him I do. Yeah, which is great really, characters. Yeah, and I honestly that's just because you know what happens to him, so it's hard to feel sure. like you know it's hard to feel Take like there's any. Yeah, it's like yeah, whatever. <laughs> But yeah, this is yeah, this was enjoyable. I'd go back and watch it again, um, and I think that's Absolutely. high marks for me. That's high yeah, marks I think, for me. I think uh, maybe that's the way. To, that's the thing to do. Like watch it as a block and see how it holds together. I bet I don't know this for sure, but I bet it, it works better uh, when you when you do it that way. Yeah, less 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 interruptions. Just cut all that stuff and just kind of bleed one right into the other. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. Because I think that definitely, like, it definitely plays into my expectations uh, when we're talking about having to wait, uh, like, an actual week to see it. Um, so I think maybe, yeah, maybe that story just works better as, like, a, a chunk. It kind of feels like it'll it'll play out like a movie. Now I'm actually kind of looking forward to watching it. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm there with you. I think, um, for me, the t- big takeaway is love the series as a whole, love the new characters, love seeing old friends come back. Did not like the the uh, the lack of talent cards or Zebs uh, in the season, um, but uh, and the last episode was really disappointing. <laughs> I think the more I'm thinking about it, I just really didn't love it. But um, I didn't hate it either. It was it was fine. Uh, I guess just my expectations were too high. Fair um, enough. Yeah, and I'm sorry I called it a wet fart earlier. It's not a wet fart. <laughs> it's it's a fine episode it it just i wish it wasn't the last one and i guess that's high praise yeah you always hey if you're looking forward to more that's yeah that's huge yeah that's huge that's it still means you're on board and i'm i'm here for it i've been plenty i've been through plenty of tv shows where they didn't stick the landing on the finale it's kind of a common thing actually because it's hard ending things is hard I get it. Yeah, it's rare to find the show that just does it well. And you really appreciate when they do. But if it's good enough, I'll take it. Especially if it leads to two. You know, and I mean, shit, when you get to season three, that's usually the... the when they hit their stride, yeah. Or that's when they crash and burn. Or know? they crash and burn, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they jump the shark. Uh, six Feet Under. Six Feet Under probably did. Has one of the best final episodes in the biz. I don't know. At me. Join our Discord. Tell me about it. Um, but anyway, I think that's going to do it for us this evening. We've gabbed on uh, long enough. Uh, tell us what you thought about it. Join our Discord. Like I said earlier, show notes, there's a link. Click on it. It's great. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and hear what you thought. Those of you who are already in the Discord, uh, can't wait to hear your takes on this episode. See how you felt. See how you felt about Sabine's arc and um, her character arc, I should say, and uh, and that fun sword, the flaming sword. Tell us about it. <laughs> Did you like it? Did you not like it? I'd love to hear it. Um, but uh, that's going to do it for us for this week. Hope you enjoyed the show. We sure as heck enjoyed making it for you. And, of course, we got to thank Burton M6 for the, all the incredible music on our show. Uh, there's a link in our show notes if you want to check them out, and we recommend them. 
in addition to that, there's all sorts of other links in our show notes where you can get in touch with us, show social media, a plain old email. But of course, as I mentioned before, Discord is a great place to join and join the party and tell us about all the pop culture things that you love and you would like to hear us talk about. We'll do it. You just throw something out there. You'll be surprised how fast it gets done on this show. Um, uh, and before I wrap it up, if you're listening all this way, look forward to the start of our spooky season with next episode. Pop scares you is coming back. Don't you worry. Just because you got an October episode that's not pop scares you. We had to talk about it. So, okay. That's just the way it is. That's mm-hmm. the way we told you we would do it. And then we're here and we're, we're, we're serving up uh, piping hot takes uh fresh out of the oven um but uh tune in next episode for pop scares yet where we're gonna get all spooky with it hope you're looking forward to that we are looking forward to it for sure um uh and, but uh as we like to say at the end of every show we hope uh how wherever you are out there however you're choosing to listen to us that you're feeling happy and healthy and if you're not that's okay too but i'm gonna throw it over to john for the final word Remember, folks, you're never going to hear mention of smooth from us again. Hey, thank you for tuning in to all my super fans. Hope you're coming back again. Got a shout out to Fresca. I know you're riding with me as we pull up in the Hyundai Delhi City. <laughs> you want the hype? I gotcha. Gotta keep it locked right here on Pop Saga. Woo! Pop Saga, let's go. 